No, I just think like you're a millennial. I am. And you know what we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, I feel like you know what we're facing mm-hmm. um, in the next, I want to say, five to ten years. And you know the climate of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and how it's going to affect us in the future. So I think it's time to talk about, you know, the future of millennials. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The future millennials, Gen Z, our kids, I think because we're pregnant with our second child and like Mm -hmm. our first is two and it's like you're thinking about starting school in the next three, you know, two to three years. You're thinking about two kids in school. I'm already, my mind is already going to prom, college, marriage. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it's that futuristic. But I think when you start thinking about all of those things, it makes you think of like, the state of the world, the state of, you know, are we in a recession? Are we not? All this stuff that's going on, you know, we got an election coming up next year. Like just mm-hmm. all the things where it just makes you wonder where are we headed or what what's the state for us? You think about real estate, wanting to buy houses and some of the conversations that we just have frequently with our friends and um, amongst ourselves where it just makes you wonder, like, what kind of shape are we in? Yeah, I, I think. I think I, I think about this all the time. Not one because I study the economy, mm-hmm. but I think about that just like in the next ten years. What is things looking like for millennials? Are we are we going to be well off, or are we going to be facing some things that we we probably don't know we're going to be facing? I mean, I think that's in general. Like, obviously, yeah. did our parents know that the market was going to crash in two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Like, mm-hmm. I think we we'd be naive to feel like just because millennials have done so well, um, you know, up until this point and kind of progressing past our parents and like career and all that kind of stuff like that. I think it would be naive for us to feel like just because of the way that things have shaped up so far mm-hmm. that nothing could happen. We we learned yeah. that in business. <laughs> no, that's a fact. I, you know, I, I think that's what it is. It's like the unknown, like, okay, how is, how is things going to change with the economy? Yeah. You know, how are, how are jobs going to be created? Like, what are going to be the jobs created in yeah, the next Because AI years? is like a takeover massacre what? right now. Like AI is taking over, taking jobs, and everything else. So it's like, okay, are they going to? Are those jobs going to be readily available, or right. are they going to be? You know, are you going to have to have a new skill set? I well, you, that, go you back talk to about skill sets all the time. Like, yeah. and I don't think it's just always going back to school. I think it's. Um, you know, from a space of licensing, what are you licensed to do? What are the things that you can do? I was just talking to um, a young lady at the church I sing at yesterday. And, um, you know, she's she just turned 22. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the um, one of the students that ended up, you know, missing out on graduation and all that stuff because of COVID. Um, sorry. Oh, that's right. She missed out on because of how 2020 shaped up. <laughs> you know, they still be, are, are they still blocking stuff for that word because at this point what happened to it but anyway um she was talking about you know um how she their graduation like they just put up a picture of that person and they had to take pictures in their cap and gown she was like i had to put on my brother's old cap and gown to take my graduation pictures i couldn't even do graduation pictures on graduation day it was just a screen and they just threw our picture up there and that was our experience we missed prom and she was like you know i'm contemplating wanting to go to a school still even though i'm older because i never got that experience because of how i graduated graduated so you know everything was online everything you know hadn't gotten back to it so when you look at all those different things it's like um we start talking about skill sets so when I first met her she had um decided she didn't want to work anymore 
and um, decided she wanted to <laughs> do lashes. Revelation at twenty. Yes, uh, we were just <laughs> talking about this yesterday. That's crazy. Uh, but you know, she decided she wanted to go into entrepreneurship, and she was asking me, you know, um, per the episode that we did talking about forex, she was like, "Yeah, I remember that whole era." Is like, do you feel like it's still a good skill set to learn? Mm. And so when you talk about things like skill sets, it's thinking about like if I don't have a job or if I don't have anything that I'm doing physically or going to a place every day, how could I be profitable? How could I make money? How can I support myself? How can I support my family? So I think skill sets, I think we have to be mindful of growing with the economy in regards to the different skills that we're learning, because there's a lot of people preaching, oh, tech is the new black. Um, shout out to the tech is a new black podcast. But <laughs> they're saying that, you know, we as black people aren't really um, represented in the tech space mm-hmm. and so the individuals that are um, uh, obviously there's a podcast that hosts um, and highlights these individuals but the whole premise is talking about getting these different skill sets so from a tech standpoint if it's not just surface tech and you can't just be just an engineer you have to start understanding artificial intelligence these are going to be jobs that are given I don't mm. think AI is taking jobs the people that understand how to operate it because the thing is you can't just have AI and not know how to utilize it. Right. You can't just have artificial intelligence programs and not know what to do. And so the people that are going to be replacing people with AI are the people that actually understand how to utilize it. So how are you scaling your different skill sets to be um, not just profitable, marketable, but be valuable in a marketplace where people don't have those same skill sets. The people that are first to the marketplace in those spaces of artificial yeah. intelligence for your specific field of work, those are going to be the people that become most valuable in their space just because not only do you know it, but now you can teach it. Now you can, you know, show people how to do it. That stuff does not, I, these are not robots. Yeah, I, th- I think we got to learn how to utilize AI to help us accelerate in whatever we ch- we're trying to do i use it for the podcast yeah yeah absolutely i'm always well, searching people, for new ways to utilize ai for podcasting you yeah. know what i'm saying um i'm gonna I'm have to reach out to them and ask them if they want to plug on the show before yeah, i drop all the names yeah. Yeah, no no that's a fact <laughs> you know what i'm saying but there's there's different artificial intelligence that'll cut up your videos there's different artificial intelligence that'll transcribe your your episode where you can literally there's some of them that you could literally take you mess up a word and you, you say due diligence instead of due, due diligence and <laughs> you can literally erase it and it'll take your voice and how you sound and your normal inflections and all that stuff like that mm-hmm. and put in the right word. It'll take out the ums. Like you can literally just utilize tools like this. People want to know how to put captions on, you know, their videos and all that stuff like that. There's an app that's literally called captions. Yeah. And not, it does it for you. Not as though I, I told you, you know, I'm trying to, I finally found somebody that can actually code my strategy mm-hmm. and uh, I can utilize that in the market. You know, the reason why I'm I'm trying to do that is because it eliminates emotions in the market mm. and the things I can't see, or I, I'm not at my computer to take a trade. Mm-hmm. It'll take a trade for me. So I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So it, it eliminates a lot of things for me, but it also will help me, um, you know, just generate more income faster. I think, mm-hmm. And uh, utilizing that and seeing where, you know, where you can take AI is an opportunity, I feel like, for anybody that is, you know, trying to get ahead in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know. We really don't know um, where this economy is headed. No, we don't. I mean, it is it is scary right now. I think a lot of people are displaced. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are going through displacement. Um, a lot of millennials feel like, you know, I have all this education. Um, and I have no way to use it. <laughs> That's a fact. You know, they, they been in school for years and, you know, acquire certain skill sets mm-hmm. and probably can't get, you know, jobs in those fields. That's a real thing. That like, happened to me. You know, what happened to you? Like, I mean, I have a music degree. One, yeah, not yeah. the best degree to have gotten. Um, <laughs> I, and, and that's only just in the sense of like not knowing what you want to do. And it's like, you don't even know at that point, yeah. you don't know for years, you might find out, you know, your last year of school that I wanted to do something completely different. And the best thing to now have done is to go get a master's degree in something different. Yeah. Um, you know, but had somebody advise me and asked me, what do you like? Or what are some of the things that you're uncomfortable with? Everything about what I went to school for was about this. I mean, my comfortability versus mm-hmm. um, long-term processing. And like I was talking to 
uh, one of my um, homegirls, her cousin is about to be a freshman and like we're having, you know, we had to have round up the troops and like, you know, give her the talk, you know, talks mm-hmm. that we didn't get, especially being as a young lady in 2018. What? It's 2023. Yeah. She's 18. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, being a young lady, 2023, um, you're going out of state for sco- college. Like, what are some of the things that I wish somebody would have told me going out of, you know, state for college? Uh, okay. That somebody would have told me, huh? No. Somebody would have told me on my way to college. <laughs> and so, you know, we were talking. And it was like, I remember telling her the other day, I was just like, you know, be mindful of what you feel like you want to do after school. Like, mm. is, you know, I don't think we're having conversations around career path anymore. It's just like, figure something out, pick a major, blah, blah, blah. And, or not saying to somebody, like, it's okay if you don't like this when you get there. Do you think it's too young at 18 to know what you want to do career Yes. Wise? Like, how how can you pick what you want to do for your life you know as for a career i don't think you can know for real high school that's tough like it's very if you do know but to put to put that on somebody to know and then also be paying hundreds of thousand dollars you know what i'm saying to to and know that, but i think that's what the pressure of knowing comes from is like this is not this is not public high school like this is being paid for mm. so i do need to figure something out be, right. but you know like I said, in my situation, like I got all the way to my last semester, took a business class, and now I'm like, what the heck have I done for four years? Man, you'd have loved business, huh? I would have, because it makes sense now, because of the things that intrigue me, the things that um, move me in life as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I pick comfortability over anything else. That makes sense. And it was all you knew at the time, too. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So that that's I think that's my thing with it is like, okay, if they don't know if they don't know what what they can use their degree for, how do do you feel like millennials are now thinking like how do I provide a life for myself? Because For sure. Of what you know, one, inflation. My God. Everything costs more. My God. <laughs> Everything costs more. Uh, even housing, I think, is a big is a big thing that I think millennials are right now tr- struggling with. You know the the understanding of like this is about to this is new. This is a new life. Mm-hmm. Like okay, the minimum for one bedroom is what two in Atlanta. You're not paying anything under maybe eight. Depending on if you live downtown, probably eighteen to two twenty two twenty three hundred for a one bedroom. I yeah, might be wrong. It but was eight hundred when you first got here. Yeah, like when we first moved here in Sandy Springs, eight ninety nine. Gone other so days. Crazy. My best friend, they lived in a big house, sixteen hundred a month. <laughs> it was a seven bedroom, three story house. I remember that joint. Oh my God. Sixteen hundred a month? Gone are the days. But yeah, like even, I mean, you got at this point, there's so many people moving outside of the city just because the pricing. Yeah. But I mean, I think we're all, we're looking for, I mean, obviously we're, we're in our late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, early forties as millennials. And so obviously even if you're in your late thirties, your early thirties, you're definitely looking for a life for yourself. Yeah. You're looking to start a life. You're looking to build some stability start for yourself. Start a family. If start you, a family you already maybe. have it. Most of us, you know, you're already in that building phase from like from college. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think this is where like, you know, some of the partying has phased out con- contingent upon your lifestyle. Like for mm-hmm. us, obviously we used to be out all the time. Once we started having kids, a kid and now kids it's like yeah i'm at the crib with it <laughs> what we got to figure out what this boy gonna eat all day <laughs> like Man. and to have sons at that like our son will eat four four waffles in the morning like at two yeah. three pieces of whole pizza yeah you know what i'm saying so hungry. yeah no it's not and to have two of them a husband oh my gosh i'm i am concerned <laughs> you know what i'm saying um obviously we're looking for more money and like, you know, I, I know some of the conversations that we have, I have with my friends all the time. It's like, I got to find another job. Mm-hmm. Like, cause either I'm not happy doing it. It's, it's become a stale, <laughs> stale biscuit. Um, or I want more money mm-hmm. to support my lifestyle. To support your lifestyle. Yeah. You know what? Well, I mean, how do you feel about the, you know, in regards to that? Well, I, I think we were talking about this earlier today with, um, with a friend, like, I think it's unfortunate of what, you know, equity firms are doing like they're buying up properties, they're buying up everything in real estate, and 
this is the time these are the times where millennials are looking to build some sort of wealth mm-hmm. and what you're seeing is on every block is being communities bought bought up and homes being bought up mm-hmm. and they're not being bought to you know to sell to you as an owner they're, they're there to rent to you and we're seeing this time and time again and now because of inflation you know interest rates have gone so high but it ain't even just the interest rate. I feel like millennials wouldn't even care about interest rates if the housing, if prices housing. wasn't so high. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's that's the caveat. You got people that probably bought homes or bought some real estate, you know, right before COVID or in 2020 and and everything. Winning with you know great interest rates. Mm-hmm. The issue with that is that a lot of them are stuck because they don't want to. If you leave, yeah. I mean, no. we were even talking to our realtor about it. He was like, "Like, you know, Malcolm asked the real questions. Like, would you sell your house in this economy?" And they're like, "Absolutely." Not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, nigga, well, why are you trying to? Why are you trying to get me to do it? But well, I do his answer. <laughs> he ain't crazy. But the reason being was exactly what you said. It's like I don't. My interest rate is so good. Yeah, and the interest rate is so good. And his like they have a lot of they have some equity built up for sure. If you bought in 2020, you got, you know, artificial, you know unrealized gains that's hilarious but it's unrealized gains so a lot of them can't touch it or they don't know how to or they, if they do they take out you know a, a equity line of credit um but you still like i said that's a loan to you so you got you're you're gonna be paying that back somehow mm-hmm. and uh a lot of them don't want to sell their home so th- the inventory is not there they don't want to <laughs> sell it because they don't want to now Shoot, if I got three percent interest rate, why would I sell my house to now get into a six and seven interest rate? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for houses two times what I'm probably paying now. And so that's the thing we were talking about, uh, um, the NACA program, which is a first time home buyers program yeah. or whatever. And um, you know, when we were looking into utilizing it, when we were looking to um build our first house, um, what was that last year? Yeah. Last year or the end of twenty twenty one, early last year, and the interest rates were so low, like it all it all made sense. You know what I'm saying? To use a program like that, you in there with a great interest rate, but at this point, like you're only getting like less like your interest rate is only down one percent or so. Mm-hmm. And um when we were looking at it, it's like you can use a mortgage calculator on there and it'll show you based off of how much uh you could either do like how much you want to pay for a house, like how much you want the house to cost, or mm-hmm. how much you want to be paying on a monthly basis. And based off of the number that we want to pay on a monthly basis, the location we want to live in, the price for the home was so low that it's like, you know, or this is what you want to pay and this is where you want to live and this is what the interest rate is. And if you 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 use twenty thousand dollars to or fifty thousand fifty i didn't even tell y'all this fifty thousand dollars would only buy down your rate so it was like four point seven percent oh wow and it's like well the whole point of utilizing programs like that is so i don't have to pay it down so, you don't have to pay it down. so it's like it defeats the whole purpose that program right it defeats the whole purpose if i'm putting that kind of money down anyway just to buy my interest rate down and so you know based off of the location based off of the interest rate and how much we wanted to pay on a monthly basis at a max it was literally like you can only afford a house that's three hundred and seventy five thousand, but the location where we know we want to live at you can't even find like the house we used to live at when we rented it it was going for me i I looked it up today it was 447 It was going for four hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars for a townhouse, a three-bedroom townhouse. Yeah, and that's the thing, because when when you say three hundred seventy-five thousand, somebody's like, "Man, that's a great house. that can get you a great house." And it, it's like, yeah, it depends it, it, on where you relative. live. It is relative because here in Atlanta, it, it, here's the thing: like you say, Atlanta ain't a real place. But <laughs> reason why being is because houses aren't aren't decreasing in value, you know, in Atlanta like they are in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are moving here, there's so much demand here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you're you're not going to see the downturn that people are looking for in the time frame that you probably need it. You yeah. know what I'm saying. And so three hundred seventy five thousand, yeah, it sounds good, but it'll get you a uh, probably two to three town home, bedroom town home. That's probably, which you probably don't want square feet. And and like I said, it's relative to people though. It's relative to your situation because true, true, if true, you're true. a newlywed and it's you, all, all across town. Yeah. So, if, you know. if you're a newlywed though, that might be cool for you you to start your family. Yeah. But for us, you talking about two kids and two of us <laughs> in a townhouse? Not thing gonna is, happen. Thing, we, I'm already tired of stuff. We did we did a townhouse before. Right. So we tried everything we wanted to try to see if we wanted that like, see if we really would want? buy that you know what i'm saying rent, rent the thing that you want 
before you buy it. And I think that's a great philosophy. You know some people don't, but some people don't, but but that's how people there's been a lot of, you know, buyers remorse because of that. A lot of people, you know, they they was told to buy a house, buy a house, buy a house. You bought a house, now your house poor, or maybe you didn't want this. It, maybe you got your you know, you, you just you got a lot of expenses now that you didn't mm-hmm. know that you would have Let because me you're a homeowner. So it's a lot. Had 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 we gone through with us buying our house and building that house that we wanted to build, how do you think today we would feel? We would feel crazy. I think we would feel crazy. I think we would be scared out, out of our boots. <laughs> scared out of our boots. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I think we would be heavy with the house. I think we wouldn't have been uh, ready for all that it entails, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, more so like all the other costs and you know I my sister she she bought a house recently and she was telling me how you know she didn't know her her mortgage was going up her mortgage went up like a, maybe a couple three hundred dollars or something like that and she, but she didn't know um, but she didn't know that property taxes do go up mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that if the value of the home goes up the property taxes go up so you do pay more per year mm-hmm. which means you pay more per month so in a sense that is the part that does go up uh, even though they say, you know, you fixed rate, you have a fixed rate. Yeah. Um, so it depends on what, what you have, but property taxes are always going to be there. So she didn't understand that part. And that's an expense that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that could be, you don't know what that could do for somebody. True. We about be, to be paying. <laughs> in fact, the $300 could be, you know, difference between a building to keep your lights on or, you know what I'm saying? Or paying your mortgage. You never know. Uh, everybody's situation is different. So, you, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, but I, I just think with uncertainty and what the economy is doing, mm-hmm. I think we would just be like, yo, what is going on? I don't know. I a thousand percent think we would have been unhappy because um, we were moving into a location that we don't want to live in. That's true. That's like true, true. a thousand percent. Yeah. We knew. We've known forever that we never wanted to live on that side of town. Um, it's a great side of town. It's up and coming, all that kind of stuff like that. But we never wanted to live on the south side of Georgia. Yeah. And But that's where we knew we would get more bang for our buck regardless, even if it was yeah. a half a million dollar house, $600,000 house, um, $400,000 house. Yeah. You would get so much for that. Whereas out on this side, you get in a townhouse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but out there, you get in a, four, a five, six bedroom, two, you know, almost 3,000 plus square feet. Now they tripping now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's the thing. So it's like, I feel like, like you said, we'd be satisfied with the house, but we would have we would have been trying to find a way out of it because we never wanted to live on that side of town. Yeah. So, you know, I also think, uh, you know, the thought process of dating the 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 different types of, or trying out the different types of homes you want. We we moved here, we got a uh, an apartment. Mm-hmm. It was like a 15, it was a nice apartment. But the you know it was it was one day I feel like we're gonna have to just show them <laughs> because I don't think it it'll do justice to even try to tell you what this looked like you know it was one of those apartments where you pull up to the complex and they'd be like okay what's about to happen here am I gonna get <laughs> robbed is this safe like but it's then we go inside it's real that. nice <laughs> right you go inside it's nice it was big you know it was a one bedroom that was cool um, eventually we only moved we only left that spot because they raised the rent from eight I think it was like nine fifty to 1200 and i'm just like with no renovations with yeah. no renovations we moved into a house a single family home it was what a three bedroom with a basement yeah. um but it was in an area of town where it was just crazy water bugs at all times everywhere and yeah, they weren't kind of they were never even alive annoying. they were just dead like it was gross yeah like you just you pick up something. What? Who's this dead water bug? Literally, just sitting at the front door, hated it. Yeah. So then we left that, went to the high rise because we wanted the the city life. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was great. But now I'm paying higher price, smaller locate. You know what I'm saying? I'm going. We yeah, went from a shot. three, three, uh, three bedroom house to a one bedroom apartment, but it's on the 19th floor. You got the views. You got the <laughs> yeah. vibes. Like yeah, it was great it for what it was. But we moved there, and then the pandemic happens, and nothing that we expected to be able to do to live our life and just be outside <laughs> and experience. And you know, it used to be jumping over there too, um, in Buckhead Facts. and then we get shut down <laughs> we enjoyed it for three months <laughs> we get shut down we get uh find out we were having a baby and now we got to find a bigger space because there's absolutely no way 
Yeah, I think I think that's when you know mindset sh- shift is like okay, we having a child, like we gotta find more space, gotta gotta find something that's stable. It just and then we get the townhouse, and now the mindset is like I could never live in a townhouse again because I lived in it for eighteen months. Um, you know, we did that. It was a great house, new build, blah blah blah, great property, great location. All of the mm-hmm. things about it was great, except for the price. And then eventually the steps, like <laughs> eventually I just cannot do these steps. And so it's not, <laughs> it's, I said all that to say like knowing what you now want. So yeah. I can't look at a specific price. And some people, like you said, will say that's a great price for a house. Only where we live at, it's what you're going to get for that dollar amount. Right. Uh, I think, you know, at having this discussion is because I think this is what millennials are concerned with. They're yeah, concerned no, about this. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like where are they going to be at? What what are they gonna be able to afford? And uh, all wanting to be homeowners, like all uh, a lot of people want to be homeowners and want to build wealth for themselves, Mm -hmm. and not not having it stripped from you institutionally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And some a lot of that is going on, and we got to be more aware. We got to be smart. Um, I think if you can find a via an investment vehicle that can give you a rate of return better than what even just having a home can can have or do for you, then you, you're still doing well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or I would say over 10 years, typically uh, in a real market, typically a house will probably appreciate 20%, 25%, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or even if it does double, that would have been how many, how many, how much percentage per, per year? You know what I'm saying? So now, now you think about, okay, can I find something that gives me a rate of return of at least 10% a year or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of you know this so it's, it's all about finding it's, vehicles i think you know that's also uh culture and generationally program generationally being programmed into us because you know if you're a first generation homeowner or like you grew up in a household where your parents were first generation homeowners or second generation homeowners it's like that's what we know and so it's like you know our parents have said plenty of times y'all need to buy a house. Yeah. And my question is always like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, Oh, well, how you build wealth. And then it's like the conversation around wealth in, in housing. It always makes me question that this is my question when it comes to housing um, and purchasing homes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always that our parents and like grandparents that are talking about buying houses also want you to never sell theirs so when we're talking about building wealth <laughs> you know what i'm saying it, like logically and i might be slow and i might not be comprehending or maybe somebody else understands this but i a thousand percent never can comprehend how that makes sense yeah. how are we building wealth if nobody's ever going to sell the home mm-hmm. to get the money or to do anything that can change our lifestyle. You know right. what I'm saying? And right. it, it never makes sense to me. Like, because now we have a house that's been in our, our family for 30, 40, 60 years and nobody ever got to be profitable from that. So did we build the wealth? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, my right. parents, my parents only request in their will is don't sell my house. <laughs> so now I'm like, well, what do we do all this for? Like, where's the wealth? Yeah, like, where does the wealth generate? And hopefully, if you're a realtor listening to this, or you know the market or the industry, please help me understand. I'm not saying this maliciously. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. this. I really want to know. No, that's real. Like, at what point do we get to be profitable? Like, when do we take profit from those kind of assets? It's uh, a real thing. I think, yeah, we do hold on to it too long and trying to figure out why we don't make the full profit. But yeah, that's a real thing. That's my real question. Question though, um, why do you th- do you feel like people are waiting to get married a lot longer now and yeah. have kids? Um, I mean, I feel like that's been happening though. Why? Like technically, we're we're having kids on the older side. Like our, yeah. my parents, my parents had me. My mom was done having kids. Um, I guess two years after me. I feel like our generation really like like we want like. Stability. We want stability. Security. We are we like, okay, I don't I don't even want them problems right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't for whatever reason, we're waiting much longer to to start families. I really think it's because of what you said at the beginning of the episode of like the uncertainty, the unknown. Um, I'm always an advocate for building with people and, and being able to 
um, come together and bring two sets of minds and resources and all that kind of stuff like that together to be able to create something that wouldn't been have been able to be created lest we were together. But I can understand why people don't, especially talking to a lot of men in the last year of my life, a lot of single what men. They, what, they, what have they said to you? Because I'm curious. Well, I, I say it all the time. I think I said it on another episode um, where it's like, as women, we're always requesting that a man propose or he get his stuff together because I want to be married. My friends that are single that are in their 30s, their conversation is the next person I date. I want it to be long term. I want it to lead to marriage. I want like like nobody on the woman's side is dating just to date. Mm-hmm. We are they are because I'm obviously married, but they're dating to marry. Yeah, absolutely. but the guys on the same side, it's always the conversation around. Uh, we were listening to a podcast today yesterday on the way back from the grocery store where it's like you know for a man i have to get the ring Mm -hmm. i have to um what do you say i gotta get a ring i gotta do the whole proposal thing and in social media land (laughs) it gotta be extravagant for the real um then you gotta prepare for the wedding then you gotta be the sole provider Mm -hmm. um you know i saw one of my young boys (laughs) one of my homies put up a video He's like 21, 22. It was mm-hmm. like, if you uh 50 50 with your woman, it's no wonder she looking down on you or whatever. Like, Jesus. you should be a, so, like, we're supposed to provide wow. and protect. And I'm like, the naivety of you, young sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep, <laughs> like, on keep on living a little longer. But I said that to say, like, the guys are like, you know, these are the things that they expect from me. And mm-hmm. so, because these are the expectations, then how could I say I could do it today if I don't feel like. I am securely in that place to do this right now. And as women, we look at that as like, oh, no, it's like we say you can I'll build with you or we can do this. But it's like in reality, I want to be a a passenger princess. I don't want to work. I want to sit at home and I want to be a homemaker. Mm -hmm. Say that until you have some kids. (laughs) I promise you. Um, you know what I'm saying but it's like that's my expectation is I really want you to provide for me Mm -hmm. and so it's like the oxymoron of I want you to provide for me but I also don't want you to wait to propose to me I don't want you I don't want to wait for the wedding I don't want to do it small either I want it to be you know extravagant I want it to be elegant I want it to be all the things but I also don't want to wait for you to figure it out financially or get yourself to where you feel securely Mm -hmm. to be able to do those things you feel like men are are confused I don't think men are confused. I think they know that. And that's why they always say what they're saying. Oh, like, I'm going to get my finances together. I'm I've heard it. A thousand, yeah. I've heard it from my friends that are married. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm that's like, real. how long it took. I, I want to marry her. But it might it, take him years to even, you know, get the money to be because to of what you think the expectation is. No, that's real. That's and, real. and that's what we're voicing as well. You know, um, I can't wait till we have like some kind of event or whatever. So the weekend pod with our, our, our uh, hot topic group, uh, <laughs> we have a group chat. We, where have we just literally many different views and many group. views in that jump. And it will be a crazy show. But um, yeah, I think guys know that in a lot of the conversations that I hear from my guys that are singles, like if that's what you want, well, logically, this is the time frame that it really takes. If I'm just meeting you, it's going to take us about two years to even get to marriage. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that's what they're thinking. It's like financially, what does that look like? You want me to take you out? You want me to fly to your city? You want me to do all these different things? And now... (laughs) The men are like, preach. (laughs) Because I feel like... I've always been like the brosis. Like I'm crying. Guys are always willing to talk to me because I feel like they feel like I understand them or like I'm at least listening to understand that's because that's I, I give you i give you the game yeah my I give husband you the and his bro and his friends have always put me on games since I, we were in college. I give you all the game like how we really thinking what we really thinking because um it's hard to, it's hard for us to give language to a lot of the things that's in our head but um you know as far as like as far as the marriage thing like well, there is a lot of things to consider on a man's side and a lot of do feel like there's like not much of a benefit to them which i would disagree I disagree. That, that Since you disagree, benefit. can you please elaborate on what are some of the benefits of being a married man? <laughs> I I just <laughs> no. I just think I I think having somebody, um, that you know that you're with that you that cares for you wholeheartedly that you vow to, your life is going to be that much better. I think if you have a goal in mind, if you have something that you want to accomplish in life, having someone stable in your life is going to accelerate it. I think having a sound mind, peaceful, you know, a peaceful home and things like that, like all those things that women provides, 
that a man needs on his journey, I think he'll 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 capture that goal a lot faster if he did it with one person mm-hmm. than trying to be out here, ch- you know, chasing tail. All, it's a, it's too hectic out here. You know what I'm saying? It's too mm-hmm. much. It's way too much. And if you go oriented and you try to hit your goals, like you ain't got time to be chasing tail all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, chasing tail is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be, you know, politically correct out here. Mm-hmm. You know, because you sound right. But no, but seriously, like I, I just think like I would disagree with any any dude that says like there's no benefit to them marriage wise. And what they're typically thinking about and what they're saying is monetarily, they feel like there's no benefit because they're already thinking of the end. You know what I'm saying? They're thinking like if we don't make it. Mm-hmm. And if you're going off the numbers, yeah, it's fifty fifty chance you will or will not. But if you're choosing the right person, that shouldn't be the case. You know what I'm saying? I just think I think there isn't enough conversation, I guess. Well, now there is, thanks to podcasts. <laughs> but yeah. there's a lot of conversation that expresses in the details of the work that marriage actually takes because it's not always easy. And that and, too, people shy away from that. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's it's a lot of conversing and a lot of adjusting and a lot of shifting and changing because um you change as a person too. You yeah. know, um, you have different we have we have different goals than we had when we first decided to move to Atlanta. Yo, that's real. We have different goals than when we first um got together. Man, got, how about you? You know, we have different goals than we had last year. <laughs> before we had kids. You Yo, know, facts. Literally last they, year. They're forever changing. People, you're forever changing. And so it's it's adaptability and your willingness to do that. Yeah. And I think those are the parts that make marriage seem like it could be I don't really want to embark on those things. It's yeah. like, no, it's just actually a lot of work. It's actually the most work you'll ever do because it's not just what you're doing in the relationship that is beneficial to the other person. It's also the work that you have to do within yourself Literally, that now I have to change me or like if you're, you know, like for me, you if you're talking about sex and like, a lot of men, it's like, you know, the whole man conversation is always, well, y'all don't even understand. We want it so much. And you couldn't even fathom how much I think about sex. And it's like, all right, cool. If I know this now, if I'm aware of this, mm-hmm. do I, I'm going to have to eat. I'm going to have to eat these words tonight after the show is over. Before I even say this, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but when you think of obviously Say while I'm pregnant like a mug but um no i'm saying like when you think about that gotta talk about that's gonna be a whole pot one day what the baby sex while pregnant it's, it's a whole thing sex while pregnant is crazy for an episode anyway <laughs> <laughs> because inquiry minds really do want to they know. do want to know right? our friend just asked us that you're gonna have to put me on game bro like <laughs> We'll finish what you were saying. What you yeah, gonna I say? bet you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm saying like, if I know that my husband is now saying this and he's making this request and he's saying like, you know, I want to feel like you want me to. I don't want to feel like I have to pursue you every time I want sex because I know I want sex that much. And I know physically, even now while me being pregnant, like that's just something that you can't do. You're not always going to be up to it or feel like it or mm-hmm. we're about to embark on a six week or could be more hiatus due to whatever. And it's like me now reprogramming myself. We're about to be married for five years, been together for 10 years. And instead of just saying, well, I'm pregnant or I'm tired or I'm this. It's like, can I make the effort to let him know that he's wanted to? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, I'm more intentionally thinking about it. You know, I, I kind of at this point, I feel like I got a clock in my head where I'd be like, all right, it's been three days. <laughs> you have a clock? That is so funny. <laughs> it's been three days. It's the intentionality you pull up of knowing the clock. You want to pull up on me? And it might sound like it's tedious or like it don't take all that. And it's like, it probably doesn't. But can I be, if I know that's what you're asking for or have asked for before or have made comments about, how intentional can I be to not only make you feel like you're the one reaching out for the same thing that you're saying is a need for you? So so you think, you think, because men and women are shying away from marriage so to speak in our in our generation like they're like i don't know if they're they're taking it as seriously or they're even looking to do that i don't agree yeah all right so explain i don't agree i think i think there's actually way our millennial marriage percentage is actually higher than any other generation has been really yes and i wonder all right so i think i think it's taking longer because 
of the who's though you know what i'm saying like you have you have the guys that are making a lot of money or you have the women that are making a lot of money where it's like now i'm more i'm more concerned about what you want me for and so my vetting process might be a little bit longer or like Mm. you know i might be weeding people out way faster because of why you're here or you know stuff like that and even if it's not just a financial gain it's just kind of like why are you here what do you want from me or what do you bring to the table i think that is a i think the question is phrased wrong depending on the um the tonality of it but also like the context that you're bringing it up but what really do you bring to the table how can we be partners and i don't think that is the conversation that's being had i don't think people have the proper verbiage i don't think um you know people are having the right conversations and and where we might call it settling after i've been in a relationship for two three four years now the next person i'm not about to give you that much time so it's like it's like a domino effect of 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 trauma of post (laughs) I'm about to say postpartum of uh, PTSD at this point, you know, where it's like, I did this already because mm. even before I met you, I had already planned on not being in another relationship. So I was 26. Yeah. I met you three months later, but in my mind, my goal, I'm not doing this no more. That was my longest relationship. It was one year. That's crazy. And was I was one done year. one was year. Longest. And I was like, that yo, definitely wasn't my longest. Jesus Christ. Who a was year? What? Who's you with for longer than a year? like two years <laughs> two years and you met me at 20 is crazy yeah yeah anyway it's crazy um <laughs> but yeah you know what i'm saying it's like but i had that obviously i was younger whatever but i'm like i'm I'm good on this like i don't want to do this no more i don't want to be in a situation that i don't want to be in and i'm mm-hmm. in it long as jacks just because i don't want to get out of it right because i'm not a quitter what that's wild so I think that's what it is. I just think, you know, when you reevaluate after the things that have happened, as like I said, this happened, why would why would women say, I want my next relationship to be my husband? That means it's like it just can't be anybody. I'm not just out here being all willing. To, like I want it to be specifically that. So I'm going to take my time to find the right person or, you know, I'm not just about to do just anything or talk to anybody or whatever just because this is my expectation, so this is my desire. Statistically, they're waiting longer in age. But they, but the desire is not. I don't think the desire less. has diminished. That was what you said. I don't think the desire think, has diminished. I really think it has, but I mean, that's I okay. Could be wrong. We I could can be wrong. we can agree to this. If you are listening to this episode, I would love for you to comment here right now and let me know what you think. <laughs> you know, we got to get y'all to like. You know, we we just want a little bit more engagement. You know, if you're actually listening, you made it this far. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, let you go ahead and like right there because the like lets YouTube know that you really love us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, go ahead and subscribe to this thing. That was the ad. Yeah, little. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we were having this conversation recently as well. When it comes to yesterday, you asked me, why wouldn't I get a job when we moved out here? Yeah, like, please talk. All right, so what's your question, though? So what what do you think is the, the dilemma around, and this is not just a millennial thing, but also Gen Z. Uh, oh, it's definitely Gen Z. Whereas, like, don't, we don't want to work. We don't, they don't want work for to nobody. work. We don't want to work. We want to all be business owners and entrepreneurs and CEOs and just living life on the edge. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what it is like i mean obviously you can be very profitable in entrepreneurship we have been of course um, sure. you know but it is you tell me you asked me yesterday why would i do that yeah i'm I'm just thinking like what the hell is the thought process of i'm i'm leaving this government job and i'm going to atlanta to pursue i guess music i don't really know what whatever it was. i don't it know was, <laughs> it was just to pursue no just pursue life. Here's the thing: she had the <laughs> uh, she had the opportunity to transfer her job that she was that she was doing with the government in Atlanta. So, no, normally people don't have that option. Normally, <laughs> if they're moving, they're moving, you know, either on faith or into somebody else's home, and they're gonna find stability along the way. Yes, you had the stable income, the stable job, and the ability to transfer that to atlanta but you took the you took the leap of faith which yes you know of course it was faith it was a faith move for sure um to come here with no income and i think a lot of a lot of first of all a lot of generational z's love having the faith to do this (laughs) they i'm telling you they they are 
They're fearless. Yeah. They're fearless. And I think it's I think it's dope. Um, but I think a lot of it, um, some of them could be it could be a little dangerous and misguided too. I think they learned from us though. Like I think we, we were one of the first to really like pursue, you know, mm-hmm. and like unapologetically just like it is what it is. Like I don't have to go to college to make it or I don't have to have this Fortune five hundred corporate job. Like I don't have to look yeah. like all the movies. I think that's what we thought, and that ain't real even. Man, that's, like that's, what? That's do you what know how long you got to climb the food chain to even like, you know what I'm saying? Do stuff like that. Like most, I, I don't even think we realize watching movies like that, where you see somebody who has the nice corner office that has all the windows in New York City or L A or mm-hmm. whatever, that they're forty, <laughs> and that's... we're thinking of this at 22 um but the whole thing when you leave my job was like i moved to atlanta um i just think i wasn't i didn't have my freedom early enough and what i mean by that is like my first year out of college i mean my freshman year of college when i got home my dad had a job laying on the table waiting on me and so it's like i have been working a real 40 year old person job from the time i was 18 Mm -hmm. 18 19 20 21 22 23 so at this point i'm like bruh i have done enough i want a chance to just live my life and pursue whatever makes me happy and be a flower and you know just whatever (laughs) and so i get like but at 30 at 30 (laughs) almost 31 years old i'm like dang i turned 31 that's my that's crazy Wow, y'all have been with us for a really long time. <laughs> Since we were 29. Sheesh. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, now about to turn 31, I'm like, what would have been different if I would have transferred the job, you know, mm-hmm. and and had the stability and the security or where would things be today or stuff like that or like what would have. But I also wonder, like, if I didn't, would I have, would we have been in business and done what we did in entrepreneurship if that was the kind of job I was working? Because yeah. I think sometimes with entrepreneurship, when you are really trying to build something um, significantly, <laughs> excuse me, wow, significantly that sometimes you don't, you when you have that level of security and be like i mean that's cool if i do it if i don't yeah because i'm still cool regardless yeah i think it's, it's tough i mean i we was having that conversation because i'm like yo i don't know i don't i don't know me being me i don't know if i could have made that decision you know what i'm saying <laughs> but that's why we work because you had that leap of faith and you know i, I definitely went out there and got a job because i was playing that <clears throat> Uh, definitely, definitely want to be stable, and and I get that. I think millennials, we we are we're in the in between space of a lot of us do understand like yo, we can't do it the same way our parents did it. Um, the world is changing, the economy is changing. Obviously, um, we don't know how we're gonna be able to retire. Like, what what can we rely on mm-hmm. in the future? We all these things are up in the air, especially what's being fed to us every day, all day. Like they they saying every day like yeah a millionaire ain't getting um you know yeah four one k's whatever that stuff is they're not getting it <laughs> pensions already did of course you know right. what I'm saying so what do we have to fall back on I think it's only us getting better at things yeah. and learning how to make money uh one making money online has been a big thing huge and it's accelerated you know our results a lot faster yeah than the past generation which is good too. Um, but it but it is something that we think about. I think that and, and we're if you're doing that, you gotta be looking how do how can I scale? How can I scale this in the next ten years? Not thinking yeah. in the next two, but in the next ten, how can I scale? To yeah, a space? I think that's our biggest downfall is yeah. because of the last three three to four years. Like I think because of that, like we have lost our sense of time, hmm. yeah, and within losing our sense of time, it's like we want everything accelerated, and it's like I could do this in thirty days, ninety days, or you know, and I if I do make a million in a year, yeah, the then popcorn. I'm good. It's like it's like we want the popcorn, 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 and it's like obviously we talked about this before. Like if it's not that fast, then it feels like I'm a failure. Where it's like yo. I have adopted that mentality. We've been talking about that recently. I'm like, you know, my goals are now set for two and a half, five years. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking at to get to the places that I want to be at versus where it used to be quick, quick, quick. I've done the quick. I've lost it quick. Um, <laughs> and I'm cool with the, 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 not a slow drip. Like, obviously, I still work like that's what, aggression, yeah. you know, I work with aggression. I work that way in order for things to happen for me fast, but I don't expect it fast. And that's not what I'm looking for. And I think if you have that um, 
what it, that balance of I want it fast, so I'm moving like I know that can happen for me because it can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not moving where it's like if that's not what happens, then I quit or I give up or it's not that good or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That I'm willing to put in the work and the sweat equity for years to come to get to where it is that I want to be at. Right. And I think when we get back into the sense of reality of time, playing the long we'll, game, yeah, yeah, that we start to we will start to create so much more than what we've already done and and accountability because I told you recently like as an entrepreneur like being an entrepreneur now for almost eight years I've always looked at how can I create something myself Mm -hmm. but over the last 18 months two years when I've been in my focus of like creating something myself it stresses me out so much and I realize it's because I am actually better a better contributor to somebody's product Mm -hmm. than I am to creating my own and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, yeah. Right? It's understanding your strong points and understanding where you would thrive the best. And ever since I've had that reason, I mean, that... Uh, uh, Realization. Thank you. <laughs> ever since I've realized that, like, I have had so much peace. I have been able to work effectively, efficiently. I have been working progressively, and everything is moving according to all of the plans that I've set out. Mm-hmm. Just because I relieved the stress of something that wasn't actually in my nature to do. Yeah because that's how i made my first million dollars you know what i mean like and so i think yes self-awareness and just getting back into the reality of time i think that's going to change the game for a lot of us i think you just had your life lesson that was my life (laughs) lesson for sure dang now i gotta have a life lesson sorry Uh, gotta be quicker than that nah because i had one i feel like i had one earlier with, with this episode i just think i think giving ourselves the time um giving ourselves time to 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 be where we want to be is one of my life lessons, especially as millennials, you know, as millennials, but one being parents, it's definitely teaching me patience. (laughs) But, um, I think, you know, being able to become more skilled is going to be the biggest separator for us in the future. If you can find your way to be more skilled, um, your future is that much more bright. Mm -hmm. And, as long as you're playing the long game, you know, you're going to win. So this has been another one. It has been. Um, hey, listen, I'm your co-host, Brittany. And I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Donnell. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores cares. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod on all platforms. I already dropped this, but make sure if you're on YouTube right now that you subscribe, like, share. Um, like it definitely tells the algo that y'all love us. <laughs> um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure that you um subscribe to the show but also make sure you're rating and reviewing we want to hear from you we want to know what you love about the show and how we've been able to impact you so far uh we almost four seasons in y'all almost uh over a year crazy and that's crazy but um we're so excited to share more we got our life is changing we're um in the process of getting ready to get a whole new location so get ready for the new studio vibes all that kind of stuff like that um but we're ready to bring you guys some more content so we'll see you guys we hope you guys love this episode we'll see y'all on the next one Peace. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.